Welcome and thank you for visiting us for today's message by Dr. R.L. Davis. For more information regarding our ministry, please stay tuned until after the following message. Bibles, please, tonight for the time that we have left. Amen. I want to pick up from this morning and do part two to whatever part one was, and we'll see how it goes. First John 5 and verse 4. Can I do something different tonight? I don't like ruts, you know. So, I'm going to ask someone to read verse 4, to stand up and read it out of the Bible. 1 John 5, 4. Did I say that? Well, maybe I thought it. Whether I thought it or said it, that's, that's it. Heath, go ahead. Amen. And read the next verse too, please, Heath. Thank you. And everybody said amen to that. Now, when we talk about overcoming the world, we're talking about overcoming the devil, spirit of the world, the flesh, and everything involved that's not right. His servers born of God overcomes the world. And so, if a person is not, over, not overcoming, then I question the new birth. Amen. Either they're not saved or they don't understand how to live for God. And I've been on that for probably six months. And we've had a lot of teaching on how to be saved, but we haven't had much teaching on how to be saved. Stay saved, I should say. We've had a lot of teachings on justification. We're justified by faith and, you know, and so forth and so on. But we've had little teachings on sanctification and how to stay sanctified and what progressive sanctification means, et cetera, et cetera. And the church really is discombobulated. Melissa likes that word, uh, you know, to what we just said. All right. So we must maintain faith in Christ and the cross. Amen. Then the Spirit will begin to work in our lives. When I see people that go to church and they say they're Christians and I think they are believers. I'm sure they are believers. But then it seems like the Holy Spirit's really not working in their lives. And I think the main reason is is Satan is very crafty in getting us to shift our faith away from the cross into something else other than the cross. And if we do that, then the Holy Spirit backs up because he only operates one way to the finished work of Calvary. No other way. I said no other way. Now, let's look at Hebrews 10.38 here tonight. So this is a victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. As you're going to Hebrews chapter 10 and verse 38, 
The Bible plainly said even our faith, but I want us to understand it isn't our faith at all. We may have it and call it ours, but the originator of faith is God, not man. Not anything other than coming from God direct. In fact, Paul even said, well, let me quote Galatians 2.20. I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I. In the life which I now live in the flesh, listen now, I live by the faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. So the great apostle Paul made a declaration there, a confession of faith, rather. He said it wasn't his faith at all, it was the faith of Christ. If you have the Holy Spirit, we have the spirit of faith, which is the faith of Christ. Same faith. One Lord, one faith, one baptism. So you see, God is the originator of faith. After we receive faith, now we've got to learn how to operate in faith. The principle is the same. We receive faith through the cross, we operate in faith the same way. Amen. Now, in other words, how did you get saved? Well, you stay saved the same way you got saved. All right? Everything we do must be centered on the gospel. Or it didn't, it didn't minister God acknowledges at all. All right? There's another gospel. Okay. Now, Hebrews 10, 38. So this faith, then, that we receive from God enables us to overcome the world and everything in it. As I looked at this scripture, we, we, we concluded that scripture this morning. We'll pick up on it now. Now, the just are the justified ones. That's you and me. Okay? Shall live by faith. But to repeat, it isn't our faith at all. You see, the church has got sidetracked to secular humanism. Counseling, philosophy, uh, vain things that man creates to try. Uh, behavior modifications is a good one. Now, go to Africa with me one time. And they started throwing people on the stage that's demon-possessed, bound hand and foot. And screaming and crawling like snakes. What are you going to tell them? You need counseling. No. No, it won't work. We need to get you to a shrink. They have no answers. You cannot mix psychology with Christianity. And yet, most people think, well, the preacher's got a degree in psychology, therefore he's qualified to tell me what does saith the Lord. Wrong God is not the author or originator of psychology. Psyche deals with the, the soul, the mind. The human uh, unconverted people are not capable of ministering to you. They had no answers. Just a band-aid to put over the mess. Well, it all happened when you was a baby in your mother's womb, you know, and they, they regressed therapy. I, I know all the tricks. See, hypnotism, make you think you did something or something happened to you that didn't happen, and all of a sudden, I guess it happened. See, it's a form of witchcraft. Everybody say witchcraft. Now, the just shall live by faith, but if any man draws back, my soul shall have no pleasure in him. We said this morning, drawing back from the cross is really what we're talking about here. 
Because the church has a tendency, because of false prophets, to go too far this way or go too far that way and wind up shipwrecked both ways. Then wonder why it's not working. Well, the Word of God always works if we work it. Faith always works if we work it. But if you don't work it, it's dead. It's up to you. How are you going to work faith? Well, uh, actions, confession, things like this. All right. Verse 39 now. But we are not of them that draw back unto perdition, but to them that believe in the saving of the soul, or the deliverance of the soul. We're constantly being changed, healed, and delivered. Our thinking pattern changes Our mannerisms change. And if not, we're not growing. So part of the function of the ministry is to challenge you to change. The problem is we can't. I know that without the help of the Holy Spirit, we cannot change. And I'm saying the Holy Spirit is somewhat limited. If our faith gets sidetracked to anything other than the cross, that's what I'm saying. This word, perdition, ruin, Loss. That ruin and loss can be physical, spiritual, even eternal, and destruction. No, we're not going to draw back, are we? No, very dangerous. So, starting off tonight, the cross is the means, the only means of salvation. Amen. Even Jesus said, if you try to come up, climb up another way, you're the same as a thief and a robber. He said he was the way of truth and life. No man comes to the Father but by him. The only way to come by him is through his cross and what he did there on Calvary for us. All right. I think we understand that. But now then, after salvation, believers seem to have a tendency to express faith in other things than the cross. And there are those that think, well, you're just preaching on the cross too much. How can you preach on the cross too much? Because the cross is the power of God. See, the gospel is the power of God. That tells me, folks, that the Holy Spirit power anointing only operates that way. The other way is not God's best, like working it up in the flesh or, you know, uh, some religious form, some incantation, uh, some nonsense, and the church, oh, yes, but it's not scriptural. Now, believers do seem to have a tendency in putting their faith And these things, I'm going to mention just a few that I wrote down yesterday. Confession. I'm pausing there to remind you, do not put your faith in confession. Put your faith in the cross. Then you can confess and God will honor it. You can't get the cart before the horse and expect God to do things. Then works. We're going to get off into works and that'll please God. 
We're going to put faith in what we're doing. Well, I'm an apostle, I'm a prophet, you know, I'm doing this and that. I'm a guitar player, a singer, and we begin to have confidence in those things rather than Jesus and him crucified, and that's wrong. The only reason we're anointed is because we have faith in Christ and not ourselves. So, as I said a while ago, the church gets into behavior modification. See? It won't work. Then here's one, self-denial. Well, I'll, I'll just deny self then and I'll overcome that way. And you can't. If you could deny yourself for the victory, then Jesus went through the cross in vain. Another one is grace. <laughs> yes, amen. God's grace is sufficient for thee. Is that right? Let's look at Second uh, Corinthians 12, 9. Yes, we believe in grace. Absolutely. For by grace are we saved through faith and that not of ourselves. It's a gift of God, right? But Paul was faced with a problem. And he said this, Jesus said this to Paul, my grace is sufficient for you. Now how many has got a demon following you around tormenting you 24-7? Because you're an apostle. Well, what are you saying? Well, is God's grace sufficient for you whenever you're slip side, sliding along here? Amen. If that be the case, is God's grace sufficient for you? We get on the hyper grace people, but let's take a look at ourselves now. You know, we can frustrate the grace of God. Presumption was sin is still sin, everybody. And we've got to, to guard against this. We can overcome as we keep our faith in the cross, and not grace. Now, I want to make that perfectly clear. Because some people have faith in God's grace, and we should trust God and His grace. But if I put my faith in God's grace, and I'm at the cross, I've fallen from grace. Why is this foreign to people? Well, maybe I can get it, get it through our pure minds before I go to Africa, and I can come back with another message. But I doubt it. Because it takes years to understand the meaning of the New Testament. Because it's been so perverted and watered down, we can't even acknowledge and recognize truth when it hits us in the face. Then we begin to have faith in spiritual gifts. Oh, yes. I can interpret and I can prophesy and I can, you know, word of wisdom and knowledge and, and I trust in these gifts. If we put our faith in spiritual gifts... It's an insult to Christ. Now, I believe the spiritual gifts. Absolutely. Without it, nothing's going to happen. But then the reason we can operate spiritual gifts is because our faith is anchored in Christ and Him alone. I think we understand this so far, don't we? Then we get into our callings. Well, I'm called to be this and that. I'm called to be a pastor. And I'm called to be a prophet. And we begin to trust in that. Rather than Jesus him crucified. And God's not pleased. Amen. You know, I could be a good Baptist preacher. I thought about it. Big church, a lot of money. I thought about it. But I couldn't turn my back on the Holy Ghost. Amen. <laughs> 
I couldn't teach people it's once saved, always saved. It's a lie. So on, other than that, I'd be a Baptist. Hey, but I can't compromise that word for a big church and a lot of money. So here we are with the chosen frozen in Anderson. <laughs> Not really. You're a good bunch. So here's one that I was tripped up on for years. We begin to trust in being filled with the Holy Ghost. And I'm not demeaning that. I believe in being filled to the brim, folks. But if we begin to put our faith in that rather than the cross, the Lord's not pleased. You see, we were taught in the Pentecostal church. What's that old song? uh, I'll think of it here in a minute. I might have jotted down a note here. Let me see. Waiting in the upper room. Oh, the power, the power, the power had the Pentecost. Waiting in the Lord. Uh, let's see, what's, it's been 30 years. Uh, the power that had the Pentecost gives victory over sin and purity within. Wrong. Being filled with the Holy Ghost will not give you victory over sin. And if you think it is, your faith is wrong. Now, I'm not demeaning being filled with the Holy Ghost, everybody. Come on now. But the reason we can be filled with the Holy Ghost is because our faith is in Christ. I was tripped up on that a long time. I thought, well, and then we got those that teach absolute sanctification. In other words, after you feel with the Holy Ghost, speak with tongues. There's no more sinning. You can't sin anymore. You're sinless and, you know, there's no more troubles. Well, they're not in the world I'm in. You get saved and feel the Holy Ghost, you're going to have some troubles. Because Satan stands to oppose you. Now, if you're trusting and just the anointing alone, Satan will defeat you. Because your faith must be in Christ and Him crucified or the devil can whip you even though you speak with tongues 24-7. Pentecostals don't like this. Well, and then we've got the charismatics. We've got demons behind every tree. There's a demon in your car. Cast a demon out of this. Then, then spiritism. No such thing. It's just ignorance gone to seed. So, I believe in being filled with the Holy Ghost absolutely, positively, but not for victory over sin. What did Acts 1.8 say? You shall receive power after the Holy Ghost comes upon you. He didn't say you'd be sinless. Even Peter got tripped up, and Paul had to correct him to his face. Amen. Here's one. We put our faith in church attendance. Well, I go to church. Every time a door's open, and I'm not demeaning that, you should, and it is right. But if you put your faith in church attendance alone, you're wrong. Well, how many people have I talked to? Are you a Christian? Oh, yeah, I was baptized. Yeah, I joined the church. Well, well, good for you. But that won't give you victory over sin. Because your faith is in church attendance rather than Christ. Is anybody listening to me? 
like water on duck's back. Well, here's one. Well, I give. Well, you should give. But if you put your faith in giving, rather than Jesus him crucified, it's wrong. Well, I'll give and I'll make God. You won't make God do anything, people. We should give, and if we don't give, we're robbers and thieves. But how many give because they're forced to? No, you're not forced to do anything. Turn the basket over. I don't want it. But if God says do it, you best obey. Amen, you understand this. Well, I'll give and get God off my back. I see that a lot. No, he's still on your back. Because your faith's in giving rather than Jesus and him crucified. Well, I'll sow and I'll have faith in my seed that I sow. Well, you should, but you better trust in Jesus and not the seed. He's the one that makes the seed grow to start with. See, we've gotten so far away from the gospel, I don't know how to preach anymore to people. All I can do is hold a garden and hope that somebody will listen. I mean, it's, it's, it's frustrating. Well, I can worship. I get into praise and worship, and God's pleased. Well, certainly he's pleased. But if you've got your faith in that, rather than Jesus and him crucified, it's wrong. Well, you're stripping everything away except Jesus and the cross. Now you're getting somewhere. Because <laughs> there's nothing we can do to please God except have faith in the Son. That's it. Takes the heat off everybody. Here's one I got tripped up on, education. Education. I've studied seven or eight years. Three years working on the commentary. On and on we can go. And I begin to think quite a bit of, about that doctorate degree. It's earned. It's not honorary. I accept no honoraries. It doesn't mean anything. But if you've got someone that's got earned degrees in the church, they've proven that they're sincere about studying. Now, there are those who don't have uh, an opportunity. I understand that. It's not for everybody. But the way Brother Thompson taught it to me was, it's like sharpening the axe. See? I want to go overseas and, and do something. What are you going to say? Amen. But now, if we begin to trust in our education and put our faith in our educational abilities and not Jesus, it's wrong. Well, you're putting everybody in hell. No, I'm just saying that on and on and on we can go in this area. Like, for example, the attire, the clothes. I came through a church years ago if you've got a mustache and a little beard, you're going to hell. If you women cut your hair, you're going to hell. Huh? If the women wear an earring, they're going to hell. Hmm? Can't prove any of it. But yet, people 
are human. They major on the minors. And, you know, if everybody comes to church and has the same hairdo, the same clothes, might as well be Amish. Jibber-jabbering, wear suspenders. Oh, no, all the men wear suspenders once you get to be mature like me. Hallelujah. And we begin to identify with that. Now we're accepted. No. The only people on God's green earth that are accepted are those that have faith in Christ and the blood of the cross. And everybody else is going to hell. Amen. All right. Then we'll fast. We'll put our faith in fasting. That'll give us a victory. Now we've got the 21-day Daniel fast. Well, whoopee. Eat beans for 21 days. See if I care. I don't want to be around you for a while. No. Well, we'll just refer. No, a fast is a fast. Amen. And we should fast. Don't misunderstand me. I'm not saying we're not supposed to push the Twinkies away. I'm not saying we're not supposed to fast. Jesus said, when you fast. Not if. When. But if we put our faith and our fasting to get the victory over sin, we've forsaken the cross. That's what I'm saying. And I tell you, this, this message would go over like a lead balloon in most people's churches. Well, we'll just do penance. That's what we'll do. We'll do penance. We will punish ourselves. We'll do penance. We'll say a thousand hell marries. That'll get us some victory. It won't. Back in the historical days, they'd climb up on top of a pole and stay there for days, weeks, punishing themselves, trying to be holy. It won't make you holy if you climb up on that tree and stay there a year. It won't make you holy. It won't give you victory over sin because of sin nature. That's what's telling you to climb the tree. What are you saying, preacher? I'm saying the church has left the cross. That's what I'm saying. And all of these things that are good in their place can have a tendency to draw us away and cause us to fall backward. Because we got our faith in the wrong object. And it's so easy to do because it's good. It should be done. Go to Revelation 2 4. But these things I'm concerned does not bring us any victory whatsoever. Could you show me in the Bible, two or three scriptures, anybody here, that we're doing all these things that are classified as works, works, will give you victory over sin and purity within? No. The power of the head of Pentecost cannot give us victory over sin and purity within. The blood is what does that. The blood of the Lamb is the only thing in the universe that gives us victory over sin. Now the Holy Spirit comes to anoint the one that's cleansed by the blood. And victory comes through a process of time. 
What we want is this homogenized right now religion. Wham, bam, thank you. Brother Monty and I were going to open up a drive through here a few years back. Put on the collar and have a bless me thing. They'd drive through and give us the money and we'd bless them. Some holy water, throw it on them. Next. People like it. It's fast. We are not serving a McDonald's God. He, the Lord is never early, but he's never late. I wish he was early one time, please. Never. What's Revelation 2 for? Nevertheless, I have somewhat against you because you left your first love. Now hear this. The first love is Jesus. And what he did on the cross. I'm saying doing all these things that I mentioned briefly is not wrong. It's right. But if you begin to trust in all these things that we can do rather than what's been done, our faith is off. How many understand what I tried to say? Anybody? I'm concerned very much so in these last days. The church has left the cross, its first love. And the Lord only works one way, as you know, through the perpetual sacrifice of his son. He was sacrificed once and for all, and now all the blessings are legally given to us because we have our faith in the Son of God. This is a victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. But that faith comes from God. It must be activated as we live for God and in the grace of God. Amen. Now, in Galatians 3.11, let me hurry up here tonight. That was too long for an introduction. <laughs> I haven't even got the first point yet, people. Galatians 3, Galatians 3.11. No man is justified by the law in the sight of God. It's evident the just should live by faith. Turn to somebody and say, you've got to live by faith. All right, all right. We understand that, don't we? We live by, listen now, the only way we can please God is live by the faith. Definite article needs to be there. Live by the faith. When I ask you what faith is, I'll get a hundred different definitions. But basically, it's simply trust in God. Basically. Now, spiritual pride can set in when we think we can do something. God help me. Well, I'll tell you what. Some people think, and a lot of preachers are preaching this, and people love it, see, but it's wrong. You cannot create faith by something you say. I want to make that perfectly clear. If we could, then we don't need to hear the word. Now, don't misunderstand me and run too far the other way. If we have the faith, we will say something that's positive that lines up with the word of God. But only in that order. You can't create faith by something you say. That's pride. Well, I'll decide this. No. 
God's the one that decides we're following him. He's not following us. We're led by the Spirit. We don't lead the Spirit. The Spirit leads us. So people want to get it backwards because there's some super spiritual person. No, you're either spiritual or you're not spiritual. Now you can be more anointed, but you're either spiritual or you're not. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's go to Romans 10, 14, and we'll, we'll close down here. So, let's stop at Romans 10, 17 first. Hallelujah. So then, faith comes by confession and confessing the word. Now, wait a minute. Can anybody read? Faith comes by hearing. And hearing by the word of God. Very simple scripture. But we want to have the ball. We want to have the control. And really God's the one that's supposed to control us. Controlling God and putting God in some box is religion. Folks, we've got to break out of that. The devil's very crafty in this area. So how does the faith come to you and me? By hearing the word of God. The same word of God that brought saving faith to you will bring keeping faith to you. That's the reason it's imperative that you come to church to hear the word of God taught and preached over and over again. Maybe a different subject, but it's still the word of God. The main subject is the cross. Because that's how we receive saving faith to start with. So it seems to me the message should never be old. The gospel is able to save our souls and keep us saved as we continually hear the good news. And then we will remain secure. You can't be lost. See any, any Baptist here? You can't be lost because you're in right standing with God. But if we get to trust in other things rather than what the gospel says, then we can stray. And the first thing you know, we're shipwrecked. Then we wind up leaving church, huh? backsliding, backbiting, and everything else. But that person is the one with the problem. Simply because they believe the lie of the devil that they can live for God without Jesus. You can't, it can't be done. No. Furthermore, these churches that reject the Holy Ghost... They're not New Testament. Is this straight enough? Oh, God help me. Ronnie Floyd, I'll just call a name. He's the was the Baptist preacher down there at the cross churches there in Bentonville. Big church. I heard him say, myself, I heard him say, mimic the tongue talkers. And make fun. Well, I got news for Mr. Ronnie Floyd. He's not in heaven yet. All manner of sin shall be forgiven, but blaspheme against the Holy Ghost shall not be forgiven to men, and this life or the one to come. And blaspheme is speaking against the Spirit. If you don't know, don't say anything against the Spirit, no matter what you do. Because only a Christian can blaspheme. 
Furthermore, they'd had to been at least exposed to the Holy Spirit or even filled with the Holy Spirit to backslide so far as to blaspheme. No, I wouldn't go to Ronnie, Church, Ronnie Floyd's church. You couldn't pay me enough money because he rejects the Holy Ghost. I refuse to go to any church and listen to any preacher that denies the power of God and the blood of the Lamb. I just won't do it. I'll stay home and watch a hundred killings on TV. I won't do it. It's more edifying to me to watch, you know, who's that guy that shot him? <laughs> Tell me. I'm through. Who? No, not J.R. This is a guy that had several, had several movies, and he went around shooting on the maggots all the time. That's all he did. Uh, Charles Bronson. Charles Bronson. Silly show, but they shot a lot of people. I liked it, you know? Be more edi- yeah, death wish. Been more edifying to me to watch that than go to listen to some limp-wristed preacher deny the Holy Ghost and the blood of the Lamb. I won't do it. I will not defile my inner man by listening to such nonsense. Will you? Hallelujah. Is that enough ranting and raving tonight? Well, folks, it's true. It's straight and it's narrow and few that are better to find it. Here's the deal. If your faith is in Jesus and him crucified for you, amen, and you believe he died on the cross for your sins and rose again for your justification and is alive today, praise God, sent the Holy Ghost on the day of Pentecost, He's building a church. We're getting ready to leave. Rapture's coming soon. Hey, you got it made. Amen. Just stay out of the downdraft of religion. Because religion sends more people to hell than the nightclubs. Because they're trusting in something, they're not even saved. And it's sad. It grieves me. Yet, what can we do? Just... Preach and teach the truth. Witness the truth, everybody, throughout the week. Amen. That's all we can do. God's the one that does the saving, but we're the ones with the message. you enjoyed today's message by Dr. R.L. Davis, pastor and overseer of Zion Ministries International. For more information regarding our ministry and mission, please visit us online at zwmi.com. Once again, that's zwmi.com or visit us on Facebook at Zion Word Ministries International.